Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. One of the signature aspects of Port Hope is its architecture. It is used by movie studios to create a 19th century backdrop. Some of the homes are iconic examples of various styles of architecture from the past. People from all over come to see the outside and inside of these gorgeous buildings. More than 1,000 people attend annually. For the past 55 years, it was an annual tourism attraction and fundraiser. Well, that was until last year, during the height of the pandemic, when it was cancelled. Over the past year, organizers have toiled away figuring out how they could do it in 2021. Bill Bickle, the co-chair of the Port Hope House Tour Committee, will share the group's plans for this popular event and how the work it does preserves local heritage architecture. I'm so pleased to have with me today Bill Bickle, the co-chair of the Port Hope House Tour Committee. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you very much. The Port Hope House Tour is one of the premier events in the town. It has been around for something like 55 years, and there's about a 1,000 people who attend the event. It is a huge tourism event and a fundraiser. But there is a big change this year. But before we get to the change, can you describe in some detail what happened in the past on a house tour? Sure. Uh, the, the, the house tour has been around a long time, as you say, sort of 54, 55 years, so it's been since the mid-60s. And uh, the formula was pretty, uh, pretty well cast in stone. It was relatively simple. Um, it was a lot of work to put it on. It took a lot of work and a lot of people. Uh, but the formula was relatively straightforward. It was a bunch of a, a few houses and a lot of volunteers um, helping guide people through the homes and setting up and all that sort of stuff. And then there was, you know, a thousand plus gifts, uh, guests. I think probably the most they've ever had in any one year was maybe somewhere near 1,500. But that actually got to be too big, sort of too big for the town, got a little congested, but also a lot for a homeowner. Um, asking any homeowner to have a thousand people come through their house in a day is a bit of an ask. Um, my wife and I did it uh, two years ago, and I think we enjoyed it so much that's why we got asked to, to co-chair the committee. But um, as I say, the, the house tour was relatively uh, straightforward uh, conceptually. You would drive around town, uh, you were given a, a ticket with a map in it, and there would be eight houses, and you'd go from house to house to house. Sometimes you'd meet the homeowner, sometimes you wouldn't. There would always be a team captain uh, looking after maybe five to six or seven, depending on the size of the, and complexity of the home, uh, to guide people through. So you'd walk in one door, you'd take off your shoes, uh, maybe put on some booties, walk through, uh, and a guide would be, or, you know, volunteers would be standing there saying, you know, this is an important architectural feature, or these are some important artworks, or this is how the room's decorated. Often people will ask what color is the, the paint color. Uh, so one of the things we've come to realize is that people come for a lot more than just the architecture. They also come for decorating. Um, what's it like to live in an old house? What's it like to live in a small town? 
the artwork, the antiques. Uh, um, guests have a variety of interests that they uh, they pursue. Some are just coming for a nice day out in a small town, etc. So that's kind of what the house tour has been in the past. Can you give me some examples of, of the houses that have, have been part of the tour in the past and, and tell us a bit about what makes them special? Sure. Um, some of the most most important houses, um, you know, sometimes it, it sounds a little snobby to say most important houses, but some of them are, you know, they're practically mansions and um, they've, if some of them are close to 200 years old, so that first and foremost size and age is part of what makes them um, unique or special or uh, to be cared for. Uh, we're just here as stewards and uh, we're, we're looking after them while we have them for the next generation. Um, so some of the big homes, uh, the, the Bluestone at the corner of um, Dorset Street East and King Street North is uh, one of the most important houses, one of the earliest houses in, in Port Hope and also one of the earliest houses ever designated. Uh, St. Mark's Church has also been on the tour, so a non-house. Sometimes we've had buildings on that aren't houses. Um, they just add a little interest, um, but it's mostly been about homes, houses, uh, sometimes apartments, sometimes um, barns, <laughs> it could, but it, it, as I say, it's largely houses. The, the other important houses are the sort of big mansions on Dorset Street West that look out over the lake, many of which were built... Um, uh, by the early founders of, of Port Hope, um, Colonel Williams, who's uh, the statue uh, in front of uh, Port Hope Town Hall, a little bit controversial right now, but the Williamses were an important family in Port Hope, and they built some of those big houses uh, for themselves and for their, uh, their offspring. And so the Penwin Park, uh, where the golf course is now, there's Penwin Park, Penwin Village, Penwin, uh, which is now where the subdivision is, Penryn Homestead. Some of those are some of the earliest homes. And then there's Hillcrest, looking out over the lake on Dorset Street West, and Homewood, and Trollta Cottage, and the Cone. Those are all houses that have been on, but lots of little houses. Um, our house was on two years ago. It's a, a small farmer's cottage. And uh, sometimes they've had some um, some homes out in Hope Township as well, Ward 2. Um, and I think some years there's maybe one or two houses in, in the country and then some years they've had a theme of mostly houses in the country so that's that's kind of the makeup of the tour and the houses as i say they're not just old and, and architecturally significant they're beautiful um they're not cookie cutter uh they're not you know you don't drive down the street and go i, I wonder which house is mine um they're 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 very custom made they're made out of materials that you would never get now like you if you ever take an old house apart and you take it back to the studs, as we say, you'll see studs that are, you know, two inches by four inches. They're not sort of one and a half by three and a half. And they're made out of wood that was probably um, original forest. And so the, the grain and the, the density of the wood is far beyond what you'd ever see. And so, uh, and the craftsmanship, I mean, you just can't, you can't overstate how fine some of it is. Now, they're, you know, in a smaller less sophisticated or home or owned by less sophisticated people like say a farmer or a, a shopkeeper or something the the details may not be as um important not crown moldings and not great big high baseboards but there'll still be some very interesting features in a house like that every every old house has something about it that's kind of unique and different and fun for those involved what does it take to prepare for a house tour have to find eight people who were willing 
willing to have a thousand people come through their house. So you don't just ask eight people and hope they all say yes. You're, you're, and you're looking for houses that are different, um, ideally houses that people haven't been through before, although there are some perennial favorites. Um, part of what we've always tried to do as sort of a, a, a rule of our own is not to have a house on within eight years. So um, if a big important home was on, say, 10 years ago, it might be time to have it on again. But if it was only on the house two or, two or three years ago, we would think, well, we better not have that on because many of the guests coming uh, from inside Port Hope or from out of town because people come from all over the place, um, they, they don't want to see the same houses over and over again. Uh, so we would be, the first job is to get the, what you might call the product or the inventory of houses. And so you ask a whole lot of people, uh, starting almost as soon as one tour is over, you start asking people, you know, would you be willing to have your house? And some people would say, well, not this year, but I will next year, or come back and ask me again. And so there's sort of, there was usually a running inventory of houses that, uh, you know, people were either thinking about putting their house on when they got it, you know, to a place where they felt it was worthy of being seen, et cetera. And some people would say, oh, I don't think my house is grand enough or big enough or interesting enough or, and so on. So you would then, uh, there were about 150 volunteers that were sort of on call for the house tour day. Some of them would be doing pre-work, uh, and there was always a house tour committee that was getting things ready, and like marketing and advertising and social media and um, uh, just organizing all the, the details and getting tickets printed and tickets sold and money exchanged and so on. Uh, and then the day of the house tour, there was uh, a there were team captains in every house, and they would have a, a roster of volunteers that had been assigned to them. And so, first of all, the, the house tour committee would go out and look at the houses and prepare the homeowners, uh, explain to them what how it was going to unfold, and then they they would schedule the volunteers. So this house maybe needs, you know, if it was a complicated house, it might need ten volunteers, and this house is not so big and has really different flow. Maybe it only needs six, and so they'd all get scheduled. And then on house tour day, everybody shows up. And uh, you, you've got your 100-plus volunteers and 1,000 people start lining up at the doors. And well, the doors open up at 10 o'clock, and they're, they're open until till 4. <laughs> it's a long day. Before we get into what's going to happen with these big changes, just one more thing I'd like to ask about, and that is, can you help us understand what are some of the collateral benefits to the town as well? Can you tell us about the tourism impact, and do you have any idea of the economic impact? I don't, and it's something we really should do more um, to find out. Um, there's kind of two um, key benefits to the house tour. One is the money we raise and the difference it makes um, to homes and buildings in this town and how they're restored and how they're cared for and the, just the beauty um, and the nature and the, the heritage culture of our town. So that, that's sort of an ongoing thing that's happening all the time. Some people are doing it on their own. Sometimes they get help from ACO, or and the house tour funds is a, is a funder of ACO. The uh, but the, the the tour itself, there's I would estimate that there's probably 75 percent of the people who attend the tour are from out of town. So we would call them tourists. Um, not every one of them buys lunch that day, but they are investing 30 bucks into the fabric of this town. They're not just, we're not just out there raising money. Uh, we're raising money for a purpose and the purpose is to beautify the town. So it's not, it's not about making nice gardens or, um, you know, putting in a new sidewalk. Those are, those are beautification as well, but it's restoring and retaining and, and caring for the, for the old buildings that we have. 
well, you know, they're just old buildings. What difference does it make? But um, many of us think that it, it really is what defines this town. It's sort of our secret sauce. So if you're looking for tourists, uh, part of the reason they want to come is because it is a beautiful town, and it is historic, and it is well-preserved, and those are important um, Those are important benefits for everybody, the people that live in the town and also the people that visit it. Uh, but on the day of the tour, I would guess, let's say, so, you know, if 1,000 people have um, bought $30 worth of tickets, that's 30000 right there, and that's sort of our benchmark, um, what we hope to earn from a house tour, typically, or, or did have. Um, so there's at least that much money going, as they say, not just into the economy, but into the restoration. So uh, uh, when people um, take get money from ACO for, say, new windows or new siding or new brickwork or uh, some sort of help with their project, um, then tradespeople or electricians or um, carpenters, et cetera, are, are earning that money. They then turn around and spend that money. So there's a multiplier effect there. The, the money that's spent in stores and in um, restaurants, I don't know. But, you know, again, assuming 500 people spend 30 bucks, that's another $15,000. It's easily $100,000 for the day. But we're really promoting the town, and people are coming all year long. And one of the things we are trying to change is that house tour, house tour day isn't house tour day anymore, but it's house tour season. Uh, whether we'd ever get to the place where it's house tour all the time, I don't know. But um, we are promoting Port Hope uh, and its beautiful history and its beautiful town uh, and the beautiful homes um, all the time. House Tour Day, in a sense, is just a piece of the puzzle. So I don't have an exact number or even an estimated number of the economic impact we should have. We need to. Um, but that gives us some sense of the types of spin-off benefits from it. Now that we've been clear about the picture of what it was like Let's talk now about what's going to happen going forward. Now, we know that the pandemic came along and changed everything. So how did this affect the house tour? Sure. So my wife and I took over the house tour committee after um, we were on the house tour in 2019. So towards the end of 2019 and early in 2020, we were starting to think about, we were starting to ask people, you know, would you have your house on? And we were starting to get to know the volunteers and our committee was getting formed and or reformed with some new members and some previous members and in around March when it became clear that the uh, that the pandemic was going to be hitting pretty hard uh, and fairly quickly thereafter uh, it became clear that we wouldn't be able to have a, a, a normal traditional house tour uh, in 2020 and so in around probably May we made the, the, the decision to not have a house tour at all uh, there was some talk about could we do a virtual house tour and we just thought we, we couldn't turn on a dime quite that. <laughs> we couldn't turn the ship on a dime. So um, we we decided no tour. And pretty much organizations of our type were canceling events across the country, across the globe. And, um, you know, some person, some people might say, well, you could have done something. And, you know, we didn't. Uh, I still think we made a, a good call. And uh, we started working we had started thinking that we might do things a little differently anyway, um, more from a marketing perspective than, though, than from uh, sort of a tour perspective. So how would we market it and promote it in social media and, and the ticket might have been a little bit more online and uh, instead of buying tickets in stores, we might have done that and sell them online and we might have had a bit more merchandise. So we had some plans for 2020 that it was going to shift up, but uh, we just 
put all that on hold and started rethinking it. Uh, but then we didn't sort of say, oh, well, we'll take a year off. We started thinking, okay, what, what could this look like in 2021? And so some of the houses that were going to be on our traditional 2020 tour, we went back to them and, or, well, we went back to all of them and said, would you have your house on a virtual house tour in 2021? Uh, well, actually, I think we started talking about would you have your house on in 2021, and it became clear to sort of February, March this year, there was no way we were could be sure that we'd be able to have a, a traditional house tour in October. First of all, would Port Hope want a thousand plus people coming in from out of town? Because you'll remember back in February, we didn't want people coming from out of town, and now we're back to sort of wanting tourists again. But, you know, when we were in the decision-making process, it wasn't clear that it was going to be um, palatable to have that many tourists or people from, and you know, let's say clearly a lot from the West. So uh, we decided that we would have this virtual tour because uh, a lot of our, not only did we, uh, Port Hope and Port Hope residents maybe not want a lot of outsiders in town carrying uh, the virus, but there were a lot of homeowners that were no way they were they going to have a thousand people and a lot of volunteers weren't going to want to be in a house and you couldn't have, you know, a hot, you know 50 people walking through a house back to back to back to back with masks and it just wouldn't work for a lot of reasons most of them logistically so we we decided to go with a full virtual house tour um and then that decision um in some respects is sounds a lot a lot easier than it really sounds um partially um because the real estate business shows houses off all the time uh lots of old houses can be seen by people just by going into mls or a real estate agent and uh, so there's you know people who like old houses can see lots of old houses and we realized we were going to have to do something more than that but it's also complicated by the idea that um just you know which houses are interesting and will they be interesting on video and how do you capture all that and so on and so on so it was and, and what do you do with your 100-plus volunteers? What do they do now, and how do you use them? Because they're they're really keen to work on this. Uh, it's, it's quite a different product, and it's a different way of delivering it, and it's a different way of promoting it. Um, and it's a different way of making it. You know, you don't you don't go to the house and say, would you like to be on the house tour? Uh, will we turn people left here? Will we send them upstairs here? Will we need a volunteer at the top of the stairs? What's your important artwork? Uh, what paint color is this? Uh, where are your antiques from? It's it's a it's a some of the same questions, but you've got to capture all that on film. So um, I think I've sort of wandered away from your question there a little bit. But the, the the sort of the back to why did how did we make this decision? It was we can't do what we've always done, especially when we're trying to figure this out in sort of January February. Uh, we're going to have to do something different, and so we've come up with something different. And in addition to the virtual house tour, we're also doing uh, three walking tours, which I can describe uh, in a moment, if you like. Hey, can you explain to me how d- is this going to work? If I'm somebody that's listening to this and I think, oh, my gosh, I'd like to do that virtual house tour, tell me what I would expect. Sure. Um, well, as I say, we've got walking tours, but I'll come back to those. The virtual house tour, though, is sort of the, the signature event, and there'll be 10 buildings. So it's sort of eight houses, like it's kind of always been. Um, we'll also have um, a business that has been an old house added on to, to put a, a modern-day business in. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, it's an old house, but it's more than an old house. And it's not a family living in it like the others. Uh, and then we have one building that we can't uh, we can't name yet, but we hope we'll be on, uh, again, a historic building. So there'll be eight houses. Um, two 
of them are um, what I would say uh, large, interesting, dynamic houses that are really, uh, you know, someone's going to go, wow, I really want to see that house. Other houses on the tour, they'll go, well, that looks like an interesting house, but I would never have sort of stopped and said to the owner, can I go in and have a look? But once they get in, uh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> but um, so what could, what might someone expect? Well, first of all, you'll have to buy your ticket online and then you'll be acknowledged that you've got your ticket and you pay 30 bucks for the ticket. And then uh, you'll be told that you'll get a, a login on October 2nd, which is house tour day. So traditionally, house tour day was one day, except on the 50th anniversary when it was two days. Uh, but we're going to have the, the site open for 10 days. And so people don't have to look at all 10 buildings on Saturday, October the 2nd. So they'll have a login. Um, in theory, they could share that that uh, link over the course of the 10 days and someone else would come in, could come in. Uh, we hope that people will respect the purpose for this, uh, that they won't share widely with their friends for nothing. Uh, and if six people want to get together to watch it together, we hope that all six will buy a ticket and not think, oh, good, six of us can go for 30 bucks. You know, you should pay your 180 bucks. If you were going on the traditional house tour, the six people would have spent the $180. Again, um, they won't be able to see the house tour before October 2nd, and they won't be able to see that after October 12th, but there is that little window where you know, we will be a little bit susceptible to, to the honor system, which is fine. We're not worrying about that. And um, so you'll get the link, and from October 2 through to October 12th, you could look at the houses. You could go back in and look at them again if you want, or you could call up your friends and say, you should get this. This is really awesome. And you're going to see a lot more here than you would see on a, on a, a real estate video. Um, this is interviews with the homeowners. What's it like to live in an old house? Show us your antiques. Show us your artwork. Uh, tell us about some of the fun things that you've had to do. Uh, did someone interesting live here before? All that kind of. So it's, it's a lot more than architecture. It's all of the features of the home, but also how people live in them and who lives in them. So it's a lot more about story. You wouldn't get that on a real estate video. So it can sound like I'm sort of competing with the real estate videos, but in a sense we are, um, you know, to your question, why would I want to? Uh, because you're going to, you're going to see a home, not just an old house. We've already talked a little bit about the walking tours, which is, I think is a bit different. Can you explain yeah. how it's different and what it involves? We have had walking tours in Porto before the, um, the Heritage District has had a walking tour, and ACO has uh, had some walking tours that they've published over the course of probably the last 20 or 25 years. But this time we're, uh, we're going to formalize them a little bit more, and we're making them a part of the house tour. And they'll be available hopefully from uh, sort of August 21st through to October 24th. That's our, our goal. And uh, so someone can, and they'll be offered in two versions, either a guided version, uh, so someone walks a group of people around the, the across the walking tour, and I'll, I'll tell you which um, areas they're going to cover. Uh, and then there'll also be an app version, so some people can do it self-guided. So initially, the, regardless of the version, there are going to be three tours this year. So there'll be a, uh, a downtown Heritage District uh, one. It includes a little bit more than the Heritage District, so it walks up. Um, you know, down Walton Street and across Mill Street and back up Ontario. I think I, I'm not designing those those tours. It's probably an hour and a half plus, uh, and it's jam packed with information and stories about the buildings and you know what's going on on those streets and so on. And um, the the second tour is Pine Street, so that's from.
from Dr. Hawkins School, which is now the Pines. Uh, for the very old listeners, that would be the old high school. That's from, <laughs> it was the old high school till the six, early 60s, and then it was Dr. Hawkins School till probably the 90s, and now it's Pines. So that's up at, at Bruton or Bedford, one at Bruton, Bedford, I think. And walk all the way down past Central School, St. John's Church, the Catholic Church, um, and then down through uh, to Dorset Street. And then the other tour, the third tour, is Dorset Street West, so it's up and down both sides of Dorset Street. So uh, a person can um, go onto our website. They're not quite available yet, but they'll be able to go in and uh, purchase one of those tours. The, the Heritage District tour will be $15, the other two are $10 each. And they can they can say, I want to take that this tour on Saturday, uh, August the 28th at 10 o'clock. And they'll show up, they'll be given a code, uh, they'll be able to show up and a volunteer will be there to guide them on the tour and so on so the walking tours are not brand new but they're kind of new as a part of the house tour and part of our work on the on the walking tours is we'll also be um, pointing out the houses that will be on the virtual house tour so as we walk by at, um let me think at rose cottage on pine street we'll be able to say and that house is on the house tour if you buy a ticket. So in a sense, it's a, it's a way for us to sort of cross-promote walking tours and the virtual house tour. What do people need to know, or how can they sign up and participate? Um, at the moment, they can't buy tickets because we haven't got that far in our process. We hope at the beginning of August, so another couple of weeks, we'll have tickets available for the walking tours or the house tour. And uh, they can go to www.porthopehousetour.com. And that's where everything will be available. So whether they want to buy one, two, or three of the walking tours or the virtual house tour or all of them, uh, that's where they'll be able to uh, purchase. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, you have been a house on the house tour. Can you tell our audience what it was that motivated you to buy this kind of a house and what's it like as being one of the owners? Well, that could take more than 45 minutes. <laughs> it's a deep, it's a deep question, but I'll try and give you the short version. I grew up in a, a very old house. Uh, so, um, and my parents both grew up in very old homes. And, um, so I think it's in my blood that old houses are kind of interesting and, um, have character. Uh, I have lived in modern houses as well, but I like old houses. It doesn't mean that I, I, I do like them better. It doesn't mean that new houses are, are awful. It just means I have a preference for an old house and another person might have a preference for a newer house. Um, I'm sitting in my old house in the basement and there's a rubble stone um, wall in the basement. Um, we've got pine ceilings, we've got pine floors, uh, we've got barn board uh, doors, uh, the woodwork in our living room is close to a foot tall. Um, as I say, we've lived in old, um, and my wife has also lived in old houses when, when she was a kid. And then we've restored some old houses together. So the, the more of them we do, <laughs> the more we love them. Uh, and uh, we actually restored my, my birth home. I wasn't born in the house, but I grew up in a, out in Canton, north of Port Hope. And, uh, you know, that was a real dream. Um, and a major, major undertaking. And, you know, you sort of think, well, yeah, why would, who in their right mind would undertake something like that? But they're important, 
Um, they need to be maintained. They need to be restored. They're worth it. Um, both aesthetically, but also um, they're part of our story. They're part of how we tell our story. It's, you know, why do you study history? Um, we need to know where we come from. Uh, and because I grew up in Canton and my ancestors had been there for a couple hundred years, the buildings and the farms and the roads are how we tell our story. And Port Hope's no different. It's how we tell our story of where we've come from. And we see the same thing happening in Canada. You know, as a nation, how do we tell our story about where we've come from? And you, you, you hear all the stuff about the Aboriginal schools and the residential schools and how do we tell that part of our story? And it's, you know, we still have to be able to explain all that. So Port Hope's no different. Uh, it's just local. Uh, we have to be able to tell our story. And part of how we do that is by looking at the markers some of which are still here. And so some of those are buildings, some of them are monuments, some of them are trees. Um, those are the things that have helped give us shape. I won't say they defined us, but in a sense they have. And so a, an old house has character and story and depth. And so, yeah, we love living in an old house. Uh, we now have an old house. Um, I think it's in better shape than it was when we got here. It's a little bit like going to the campground and uh, you take over the campsite and you hopefully leave it in better shape than the way you found it. And so uh, restoring old houses is a passion. Uh, we love them. It's uh, an act of um, stewardship, I guess. It wouldn't be for everybody. <laughs> um, but we love living in them. We love having our friends into them. Uh, they're comfortable. Um, it's a little bit like going to grandma's, <laughs> maybe. Uh, and grandpa and grandma's and you just feel at home and you know we're surrounded by some of our grandparents furniture and our parents furniture so there's a there's a, a, a depth of feeling and understanding and story to all of that and it, which is a little bit uh, intangible um, it's not just the value of the home they, they have value um, lots of people want them they aren't making any more of them just like they're not making any more port hopes uh, but it's more than that it's it's an act of love and it's um, it's it's important to do. Someone needs to do it. And the other thing I would say about old houses in Port Hope, it isn't just the people that live in them that benefit. Uh, as old houses are restored in Port Hope, everybody benefits. So you may be a person in Port Hope who doesn't care much about old houses, but you benefit from living in a town where there's lots of people who do. And so it's important work. Um, and one of the things I love about ACO and the house tour is it's raising money to put its money where its mouth is. Uh, we think these buildings are important. We're not just telling the government and other people they should take care of them. We're actually trying to raise some of the money to help with that process as well. So it's, it's important work, and we take it seriously. Bill Bickle, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. That was Bill Bickle, the co-chair of the Port Hope House Tour Committee. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in. And I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. 
If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.